All right. Take out your Bibles. You can open them up to Proverbs chapter 3. I am not preaching today. I, um, believe it or not, through a series of coincidences, I am not preaching for the rest of August, um, which I know is good news. It's good news for, yeah, good news. Amen. Come on. Thank God. Thank God. We need some breaks from me. Uh, it's a series of coincidences. It wasn't exactly planned out like that. I, I, I do tend to take more time in the summer during the rest of the year. Uh, you know, every five to six weeks, somebody preaches in my stead. Throughout the summer, it's usually a little bit more than that. But for August, starting with last week, Pastor Rigo, giving a great message last week, for the rest of August, I'm not preaching because there's a few other things happening. Um, some of our college kids are heading off this week, and we're going to pray for them at the end of service. One of those college kids is Amanda Maselli. Uh, Amanda Maselli has been a part of our church family for since we started the church. Uh, she was part of a previous church, Relevant, that planted True Life, and uh, her family was a big part of our family. Amanda Maselli has been babysitting our kids since they were uh, born, and um, Amanda has a teaching gift, and she is, uh, I have people look at my notes uh, on a regular basis, and she's one of the people on and off who has looked at my sermon notes. Uh, is this make sense? Is this jiving? And um, and I, I recognize that she's got a teaching gift, and you guys have heard her at different times share something, you know, l little two, three-minute pieces here and there, and it's always very good. Um, but knowing that she was leaving our church family, knowing that she is no longer going to be a member of True Life, moving forward, after today she's going to be a visitor of True Life, uh, I said, do you have something, a testimony, something consider, pray about sharing on the Sunday before you leave? And she did, and she came back, back to me, and she said, I think I got something. And so I was like, I'm going to get you up there and share that with our church. So uh, we've been talking about that, and um, I am so honored that she said yes to the challenge. And uh, so at that, Amanda Maselli, would you come on up here? Good introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to grab my water real quick. Grab your water. Okay. Grab your water and then I'll pray for you. How about that? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I know what uh, Amanda wants to get across today, and I pray that that happens. This isn't about Amanda. This is about you. This is about you becoming bigger. <laughs> this is about you becoming bigger in our hearts, in our minds, in our eyes, seeing you in a greater way. God, I pray that you would encourage those who need to be encouraged and that you would challenge those who need to be challenged. God, I pray specifically for those who think they might be here because somebody else dragged them. pray that you would speak to them through Amanda. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Chris. All right. Good morning. So the title of my sermon today is Everyone. And that'll make a little bit more sense in a little bit. But I want to start off with a few questions. And if they apply to you, if you could just raise your hand. So the first question is, is anybody here going through a tough time? If so, if you could just put your hand up. We're not going to like call you up here to talk about what it is. <laughs> All right. Keep your hands up. Hands up. Thank you. Um, is anybody here going through a good time in life or an easy time in life? Something besides tough. Put your hands up. All right. Now, everybody, if you could just look around. 
most people, if everyone should have their hands up because someone's going through something in life, good or bad, right? All right, you guys can put your hands down. Everyone had their hand up because they're going through something in life, whether it's good or bad. And my sermon today is about how everyone needs God, and that's why the title is Everyone, because we all need God. No matter what time of life we're going through, whether it's good, whether it's bad, we need God just the same, just as much. There's always something to be trusting in God for. And I'm going to open up with a verse, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. If you guys want to open up in your Bibles, you can do so. Or you can just look at the screen. For those of you at home, it should be up for you guys too. The verse says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, the two groups I mentioned before, I'm going to address both of them, but I'm going to start off with the people going through a tough time. We are called to seek his will in all we do and trust in the Lord with all of our heart all the time. Um, And I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about how I wasn't doing exactly that. So last year, um, I'm going to school to be a sign language interpreter. And last year, my first semester of school, I was not doing good. I was in a class. It was about midterm season. And I was like one point away from failing the class. And it was a sign language class. And I was stressed out. And I started doubting God in many different ways. God told me back when I was 16, at this point, I was like 18 or 19. And God told me, when I was 16, you're going to be interpreting for churches. And I know loud and clear that's what God said. But I started doubting that in this time because I was failing. I was like, no way God's going to want to use me. I'm not good enough for that. Why would he want to use me? I can't even pass this class, let alone be an interpreter for churches. Why would he want to use me to reach the deaf community? There's got to be someone better than me. Then I started doubting that he'd want to use me because of my past sins. Why would why God want to use me? I'm living a life of sin. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm not good enough. There has to be someone better. So I had constant doubts in my mind, and I was putting my trust in myself. I was not putting all my trust in God. And I was failing myself. I wasn't doing good. I want to look again at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, still up on the screen. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I was obviously not trusting God. Instead, I was trying to trust myself. I was saying, I can't do it. And to be honest, I can't. I can't do it on my own. I need to trust in God, but I wasn't recognizing that. But eventually I did confess my pride. I was like, okay, I can't do this on my own. And I started to trust in God. I started to pray and lean on him and rely on him. And I want to read Philippians 4. Oh, we are out of order here. Sorry. There you go. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. You guys could open up to that if you want, but it will be on the screen. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We're called to worry about nothing. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And I was not doing that at all. I was worrying, and I wasn't praying. But then when I realized, I started pressing into God. And what that looked like for me was praying every day 
and asking other people for prayer. I was consistently praying and asking for prayer just for peace, for an understanding. So what I had to do was there was a video in either sign language or speaking, and I had to change it to the other language. So I'd have to watch it. And I would just pray that for an understanding. I was constantly in prayer, constantly asking for prayer. And also, I was reading the Bible every day. Every day I would wake up, and before I left my bed, I would, I would read. And I knew I had to do that to be able to realign my heart with God. And also, I was worshiping him in song each day. And before each quiz or exam, I would take a second, well, a little more than a second, I would take about an hour at least to sing songs of worship to God, to just remember that it's not all on me, but it's on God. He has come to help me, and it's not all on me, and that's, that's something I really needed to remember in this time. And let me tell you, my prayers were answered. When I started leaning on God, everything changed. My grades were bad, and I was practicing my butt off, and I, wasn't, I still wasn't doing good. But when I started praying and leaning on God, I started to improve. I started to get better grades. I had peace, even though I still didn't have the best grades. I mean, I passed the class by one point, and that's it. But that's a secret, so. <laughs> but even though my grades still weren't great, when I started leaning into God and praying and worshiping him, I started to have a peace. Everything said that I should still be freaking out. But some reason, I wasn't. And that can only be explained by God. One time before a quiz, um, actually, it might have been my midterm, I was freaking out. And so I was like, I got to worship. So I put on King of My Heart, the song we did in the beginning, the spontaneous live version. And I've listened to this version of the song many times. It was one of the songs I had on like a playlist that I played before quizzes. It was something I'd listened to many, many times. But God illuminated this one part of the song for me this one time. And it said, he has come to overwhelm the things that have overwhelmed you this morning. And in that moment, I was obviously overwhelmed. And I hit my knees to the floor and just started weeping because God illuminated that for me for the first time after listening to that song a million times. He met me where I needed to be met with peace and just a joy too, a joy when I was going into a, a test where I should be freaking out. Even though everything was saying, freak out, God was saying, I'm good. Relax. Rest in me. And that's what everybody here can have. Now I want to address people going through an easier time. Um, if you raised your hands before, if you were going through an easier time, if you just raised your hand again. All right. Thank you. You guys can put your hands down. I just wanted to remind you that you're going through an easy time. No. <laughs> so I'm going to get back into my story about last year, but I'm going to start telling you about when things started to get good. So long story short, I passed the class, and I was happy. I mean, it was a good time. The, what was stressing me was over. The trial was over. And at first, I was still giving God the glory. I was like, Thank you, God. I was telling everybody how good God was, and I was remembering him. I had peace. I had joy still because I was still living the life of looking to God and relying on him. But that good time continued, and suddenly I stopped relying on him again. 
I forgot that I need to continue relying on him. I was saying, I was, I stopped praying. I stopped reading the Bible. I stopped worshiping truly. I would sing the song still. I was still on the worship team. I was still singing the songs in my car, but I wasn't singing it and meaning it in my heart. And with all my actions, essentially what I was saying was, God, I got this. You got me through that tough time. I don't need you anymore. I'm good. I was saying, I don't need you to continue in that joy that you gave me, that peace that you gave me, that patience, because I'm, it's good. Life is good now. I don't, I don't need it anymore. That's what I was essentially saying with my actions and in my heart. And boy, was I wrong. I forgot that even when there's no visible trial going on in our life, maybe someone isn't dying or maybe you're not struggling in a class or getting fired from your job. Maybe there's no visible thing going on in our life, but there's always something to trust in God for. And that is an invisible fight going on in our hearts and in our life constantly, the fight against your sinful flesh nature and against the spirit, the spirit of God and his kingdom. We want to live for ourselves. That's just our sinful flesh nature. We want to do what is good for us. We want to sin. That's what we're born with. So we're consistently having that fight, and we need to consistently rely on God to live for his kingdom, to live for his glory. And if we're not, then we're not going to be giving God glory. We're not going to be pointing people to him. And I was not pointing people to him. I was done with that season in my life where it was tough. And I was in a good season of life where I should be patient. By the world standards, when things are going good, you should be more patient. You should be more happy. You should have all of these things, kindness. But I didn't. When I was in my tough time, I did. I had patience. I had kindness. I had joy because I was relying on God. But then when I was in my good time, when the world says, you should have all those things, I lost them. I no longer had any of them. Because I was saying with my actions, I got this. You got me through it. And I left God. I was in the better season of my life, but it didn't feel better. So another example, or sorry, not another example. My first example, hold on, let me get some water. Dry mouth. One thing that I really showed that I wasn't trusting in God was I, I nanny a little girl. She's five years old, and um, I teach her. And she can be very disrespectful and not a good listener. And when I was in my trial and relying on God, she would do something disrespectful. And I would, I would sit her down, and I would have a talk with her, and I'd be nice and then tell her, hey, this is not respectful, and you need to do this. I would be calm and maybe put her on timeout afterwards out of love so that she would learn. Well, when I wasn't relying on God, and I was in that good time when I should have more patience, right, because I wasn't stressing about something, I would flip out on her. She would do something wrong, and I would scream at her. I'd be like, are you kidding me? And I would tell her everything she did wrong, but not tell her how to do it right. It didn't make any sense. And then I would throw her on timeout, because if I didn't get, out of her, get her out of my face, it wasn't going to be good. I was like, I'm just going to keep yelling at you. Go, go to your bed. I was, it was night and day. I should be more peaceful and more patient, but I wasn't. And the only thing that can explain that is that I wasn't relying on God in that time. 
So I want to return back to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I was not relying on God with all my heart. I needed in that moment to turn and repent and seek God again. And I'm going to read two verses right now. We're just going to go through them quickly so you don't have to open up in your Bible. I'll have them on the screen. The first one is Psalm 105, verse 4. It says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Continually. Not just seek his presence continually when you're having a tough time and you really need him. No. It's not seek his presence continually when things are good and you're not doubting him. It's seek his presence continually, period. We're always supposed to seek his presence. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for who belong to Christ Jesus. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. God wants us to always be praying. God's goal isn't to get you through that tough time so you can be in the good time and forget about him and then go back to him in the tough time. He wants you to rely on him always so that your good times can be better, so that your good times can be good. So in closing, I want to ask a few questions for you guys to think about. The first one being, where in life are you right now? Are you in that good time? Are you struggling, coasting, soaring? I've already asked this question. You might have addressed it, but just keep that in the front of your mind again as I ask these questions. Think, where am I in life right now? Where am I maybe about to go? Right now I'm in a good time in life, but tomorrow I'm leaving for college, so that's going to be a bad time. So maybe, maybe tomorrow is going to be a bad time for you guys too. I don't know. So think about that in your mind as we continue in the questions. Next question, are you relying on God? And for this question, I think that we need to look a little bit more inward. Because I think oftentimes we can say, or at least I have in the past, I won't speak for everybody, but at least me, I've said, I'm relying on God. But my actions said completely opposite. I wasn't praying. I wasn't worshiping. I wasn't in his word. I wasn't relying on him. But when people would ask me, are you relying on God? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm relying on God, right? It's, and I, I think it's like saying, I know I need food to survive, but then starving yourself. You're not relying on the food. And that's what we need to do. So asking ourselves truly, are my actions saying that I'm relying on God? Is my schedule showing that I'm relying on God? Am I spending time with him? Is my prayer life showing that I'm relying on God? Am I asking him to guide me and give me what I need? Is the way I'm dealing with my money showing that I'm relying on God? Am I holding it and being in fear that I'm going to lose it all? Are we truly relying on God? Are our actions and our life showing that we're relying on God? Guys, a moment to think about that. All right, the next question. If you're not relying on God, why? What is holding you back from relying on God? For me, it was the fact that I kind of forgot that I needed to rely on God. And also I thought I could do it on my own. So is it that for you? Are you thinking, are you, are you being prideful? Are you thinking, I got this. I don't need God. Is it that you just are simply forgetting you forgot to rely on God. That happens a lot, at least in my life. I forget that I need him sometimes. 
Is it just that you don't think you need him at all? You think, is, he, is it that you don't think he's trustworthy of your trust? That you can't rely on him? So let me tell you, you can. <laughs> he's very trustworthy. Every time I've relied on him, he's come through. Or is it maybe that you're relying, you're putting your trust in something else, and that's blocking you, in your money, in a relationship, in drugs or alcohol? in your busy schedule? Is that what you're putting your trust in? What is blocking you from relying on God? Last question is, how can we rely on God? What does that look like? What does that look like to rely on God? And for me, I told you what that looks like for me. It's, it's reading the Bible every morning before I get up and start my day. It's praying throughout the day, praying in the morning, praying at night, asking people for prayer. That's really important to me. It's worshiping God in song many times throughout the day and truly worshiping, not just singing them like any other song. And I'm going to pose some questions that you maybe can ask yourself what it might look like for you to start relying on God or rely on him more. Maybe it looks like getting up in the morning and a little bit early to spend more time in the word um, or spend time at all in the word before you start your day. Maybe it looks like ending your day reading the Bible or praying. Maybe it looks like asking for prayer, being vulnerable with other people in your life and saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. I'm not having joy. I need you to pray for me. Maybe that's how you need to rely on God more. Maybe it's making time to worship God in, in song each day. Maybe you don't do that enough. What is it that maybe God's calling you to do to put more trust in him? I'm going to have the band come up with me right now in the prayer team. I'm also going to be up here to pray if anybody wants to come up to pray. Maybe you haven't trusted in God at all. Maybe you've never said, Jesus died on the cross for me, and now the Holy Spirit lives within me. Maybe you've never known that. Maybe you're hearing that God is trustworthy and you want to put your trust in him. If so, we're up here to pray with you. It's not too late. Maybe you have called yourself a Christian your whole life, but you just realize now, holy cow, I'm not relying on him. Come up and pray with us. We'd love to pray with you. Or maybe you're relying on him, but you want to rely on him more. I want to rely on him more. Giving the, writing the sermon, have a, oh no, I'm not relying on God as much as I thought I was. I made myself question. So we would love to come up and pray with you. If you know someone that you want to rely on God more, come pray for them. Rely on him for that. If you want to stay in your seats and just worship, you guys can do that too. Whatever you feel like you guys need to do. But if you guys could stand with us and join us. Thanks, Amanda. If we can get another uh, prayer team member on this side, uh, on my left, that would be helpful. Um, have a mask handy. If you're coming up for prayer and you'd prefer them to wear a mask, just indicate that by wearing your own. Um, but I just I want to emphasize and highlight one thing that Amanda said. Uh, it's, for those of us who are going through an easier time, I, you know, I shared with her yesterday that um, oftentimes as a pastor, I've seen people come back to church when they're going through the difficult time. I need God. I've got to do something. 
I need the church to help me through this difficult time. And then when there's some semblance of control, when there's some semblance of, okay, things, I'm, I'm out of that hole, start to slip away and disappear. And I'm not equating church attendance with a relationship with God, but it is sometimes a correlation. There is a correlation oftentimes. And I especially want to highlight for those of you who may not have a real weighty burden on your life right now. Um, and so the uh, tendency is, I don't need prayer. But man, like Amanda said, like Amanda attested to, sometimes that's when the fruit of the Spirit, that's when we're not as patient and as kind. That's when anxiety might be taken over. That's when we may uh, become more controlling with our relationships and we need God to work in our hearts so that we're more gentle, more patient, more kind. So if that's you, we've got a prayer team on both sides. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you for a burden that you have, or we'd love to pray with you to have God's Spirit at work in your character. Either way, like Amanda said, everybody needs to rely on God more.